What's up dudes and dudettes, haters and haterettes, I am Ellis Blood and this is No, I'm Not Kidding. Now today, the story goes from personal to lecherous to all the wonderful things that you probably don't want to hear, but if you're interested, then you'll definitely continue after this little section right here. Now, let's talk about coming out. Now, everybody remembers that story, even if it was the most traumatic experience of your life. Mine was simple and definitely not very traumatic, but it was an experience, no doubt. So we all know coming out is different from being exposed. And my coming out was very different from the time I was exposed. So there's a lot of experience when it comes to that. And today I will be telling you all about that little gem and how matters went from bad to worse with the people that I loved and respected. People I thought would have my back, but we all know about deception. And we all know about backstabbing bitches who smile and whack you right upside the head the second your back is turned. Now, for my people in the LGBTQ plus community, every coming out story starts with a boy or starts with a relationship with a boy or a girl, if you're into that. In my case, it was Randall. My first boyfriend and the first person who gave me the glance of a dick. Yes, Randall was sweet, kind, protective, and by every means, very goddamn handsome. He was well put together and dark-skinned, like a bar of Hershey's chocolate that everybody in our age group was trying to get a bite of. Unbeknownst to me, this nigga was being bitten off by every low-life motherfucker in the vicinity. Now look, that's another story for another day and another episode of No, I'm Not Kidding. To start, I always knew Randall. He was even best friends with the dude that made me realize that I like dudes, for fuck's sake. Also a different story, but after him, I started hanging out with Randall just months after being in the eighth grade back then we had vcrs cassettes the time when cds and dvds were just becoming popular but interaction then wasn't through social media for most of us living in a country riddled with recession and poverty to every known margin in lieu of this though as a community we swapped dvds and vcr tapes with everybody we could befriend that's how we watched the latest movies and that's how we socialized with people outside of the circle of our home unless it was rented at a store now 
Now, Randall had a very large and extensive collection of classic Disney movies, all the animated films from, you know, that wonderful time in life, probably when I wasn't even born, because we know that Disney movies far surpass our years for us millennials, at least. Now, to start, once I bumped into Randall, I mean, I haven't seen him since I was like eight years old, and we've both grown up. We were going through puberty, but what I didn't know was the second he saw me, he was interested. What's new? (laughs) But anyway, he was cute, and he had a lot going for him. He had parents living in America, and he had tons of things that, you know, poor people like me didn't have, that I wasn't privy to. Of course, it was all about the cassettes, so we ended up swapping, and I had to go to his house to swap, because he had a wide array of Disney movies, like, so many, and tons of classics that I could name, but it was a lot. That day, I it was like making a new friend. Then I met his friends, and then we started hanging out weeks after that. Things started to happen. We became best buds, and I also met his other best buds, and we all kind of hit it off. I mean, I still got teased, because I was feminine. I'm not kidding, people. In all manner of the word, I was a cis sis. But that did not stop us from having fun, running, riding, or hopping onto the back of trucks, buying food at the local corner stores, and just running off into the forest for to do a little bush cooking. Those were the highlight of my childhood. That is, of course, until everything went sour. I mean, I wasn't always introverted, and I didn't really isolate myself from the world, but Randall was the beginning of my social downfall, so to speak. One day after hanging out and exerting ourselves on bicycles and going on an adventure, which we had plenty of, I had dinner at his, and I remember loving his sister, even kinda had a crush on Candace because, well, she was bad as fuck. That day, I remember dancing to Shakira's Hips Don't Lie for the first time, and Candace taught me how to dance. Well, she taught me how to do the little waist wine and whatnot that was going on. After dinner, they all helped me convince my mom to have a sleepover. Which was really fun. And I was looking forward to it because I hadn't had a sleepover in years after starting high school. Look, I knew I, li- I, I knew I liked dudes. I knew I wanted to explore more with men. And though I had found friendship with Randall in those first couple of months, he wanted more and I kind of didn't realize it until he kissed me. Now his house had a lot of dark spaces. And us boys, we usually bathed outside in bucketfuls of water. That night it was dark out and all the girls had already showered inside because, well, you know, they were females. Nobody gave a shit about us boys rocking out with our cocks out, but whoa, child, Randall was one blessed dude. And I was living. After we got done, nobody was really around and Randall had left maybe a minute before me. Honestly, I wasn't expecting him to be around the corner, watching me, 
waiting for me to finish and walk through that dark path to get back upstairs to the house. And the second I rounded the bend, I was being pushed against the wall. My dick was being groped and Randall's tongue was literally down my throat. Nowadays, that would be considered sexual assault, but the second he was kissing me, all that shit went out the window. Then, my previous attraction to him became kind of more, because even though it had dialed down a bit, that moment was defining for us. We didn't sleep that night. We kissed a lot. It was a lot of foreplay. I mean, we didn't know it was foreplay at that time. But I did tell him that it was not time to have sex. It really wasn't. Told him I wasn't ready. I needed to be a little more older before I even thought about doing something so intimate, giving my body up so wildly. And that was only because it was with another dude because... That summer, I did kind of lose my virginity with a female. So I can see how that contradicts everything I just said a few seconds ago, but it was with a dude. It was very different emotionally, physically. It was very different. So we had to be very careful. I mean, weeks went by and nobody knew about our little teenage love affair. And, I mean, Alicia Keys did say it best, though, because on school days, I couldn't wait to get home. We didn't have any phones then. And our parents were far from just handing us day phones to call our little boyfriends and our little girlfriends unless we were spoiled and the parents didn't know better. But this is Jamaica we're talking about. Our parents did not fuck around. But he was the part of my evening that I looked forward to and the sleepovers on weekends. It was beautiful. He was beautiful. Smelled beautiful. Became the most beautiful thing to me. Until his horny ass got the best of him and, well, it got the best of us and our relationship. shit started to go very very bad because he he was the only person in the neighborhood that had a playstation portable everybody knows what a psp is at least so he asks me one day if i loan you my psp would you finally let me fuck you in the ass and bruh i was tempted not only because i wanted to have a psp but bruh i wanted to be fucked Excuse my French, but I had to be honest. He was my boyfriend for fuck's sake. We had established a relationship, even though it wasn't secret, but you know, secret relationships still count. But I did turn him down because I still wasn't ready. He didn't understand that. I think, or at least, he didn't want to. But I decided to blackmail him a week later. Because I saw one of 
our mutual friends literally walking around with his PlayStation Portable showing off at the, the, you know, the local corner store. So I went over to Dude and I asked, um, does that belong to Randall? He said yes. And knowing the negotiation, or rather, or rather, Now, knowing the offer that he'd given me a week before, I put one and two together. And I realized that this dude was literally walking around doing the same thing. I mean, I was pissed. I tried to stop. I I tried to stop fucking with him. In that moment, I was seeing blood and I wanted him to hurt. So I told his cousin about his request. (laughs) We even confronted the friend again, showing off the new generation Game Boy. And he denied being fucked. Of course, dude showed up at my door and I told him, Give me the PSP for a week or I tell everybody that you were asking for my ass. And that you fucked Shaquille and loaned it to him. Big fucking mistake. I mean, he did give it to me, though, but, like, maybe eight hours later, he was back, demanded that I give it back to him, even requested more ass. So I began telling more people. One day, his brother decides to confront me, even threatened to beat my ass if I was lying. My mom got involved, even the neighbors did, but the second I was facing his entire family in the living room filled with happy memories, I told them I was lying about him, even asking in the first place. Denied him being a sleazy bastard, and up until this day, I don't know if I did it out of love or if I did it to be just, just to be over it. Might be the latter, because I was over being hurt and I was overseeing other dudes showing up with a portable device, which only entailed one thing. Luckily, the story didn't spread too far, but as I grew older, people started to notice and I was not the same person. I had rocks thrown at my head. I had people refusing to admit me or sell me things at their establishments, all because of my stupidity. You probably thought I was going to blame him for everything, but I played a role in my own social demise. Randall was merely the beginning of it. I died at 13. I fell in love at 13. I learned the consequences of bitter jealousy at the age of 13. No, I'm not kidding. His brother literally kicked me out of the house. His sister literally slapped the fuck out of me and chased me out. What happened after that was the death of a life that I'd grown accustomed to. That I grew to love. A person that I grew to love. nothing's written in gold even if it is it does kind of fade
just want to thank you for allowing me to share this story with you. And there is a lot. There is a lot more where that came from. And I hope that you tune in for No, I'm Not Kidding with Ellis Blood. Thank you for listening. Thank you.